Welcome to the first annual Going in Circles Breeders' Cup Preview. With me, I have my Monday night co-host, Mr. Barry Spears, the sniper. How are you, Barry? Hanging in there, ready to go. We want this Breeders' Cup. We want this money. That's what we're here for. Right? We, we also have our, our Northeast correspondent, Mr. Jason Bidas. Jason, how are you? Hello, Chuck. Hello, Barry. Good to see you. Uh, well, not actually Always see you, but uh, to speak with you. And we're going to go over some of these Breeders' Cup races, and uh, we're going to try not to make it boring, and we're going to try not to chalk it up. We have to fight each other, right? Well, that's in the, <laughs> the clause. Larry Lunin wants some, some like, uh, uh, what's he want? Um, he, he wants us, He wants us, yeah, conflict. We have to have some conflict. conflict. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we could do that. I guess we could do that, yeah. We'll be conflictual. Where where um all right, we're gonna spin the wheel here. Where where do you guys wanna start? Uh wanna start on Friday for the uh the two year old extravaganza? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Which uh the first race on Friday is um the uh, sixth, isn't it? The, the sixth race, yeah. The the undercards uh Actually, a pretty decent undercard. I'm um, very interested in the undercard. Yeah, Jason, I think, is participating. You're a participatory in the undercard, correct? I'm all over the undercard. Actually, don't ride any Breeders' Cup races. Until <laughs> 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 the first day. You're the opening act. Exactly. That's, hey. That's all I'm good for. Guess what? Those pers those races, they, the, the, that, they're running for money. Yeah. It's green. green money. Green money, exactly, Barry. Yeah. Yep. So, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. And I'm going to tell you that I officially have no clue as to what to do in this race. So, I'm hoping that I can get some uh, some help from you guys. Who wants to go oh, first? Really? I mean, I'm amazed because I only looked at this race... Uh, pretty much Sunday and there's only one horse that I recognized <laughs> and he's a price so I might just just go with that one Amanzi Impilo Amanzi everybody else you know they, they all look kind of similar so you know I might as well I mean Golden Pal from the 14th hole that can't be good at 8 to 5 I no, I, I was, I was really surprised when they did that, that um, that draw show that they had already Mike Battaglia had already done the morning line, and some of these races like this horse, this horse getting fourteen, that's bad. I, and I, I try, I actually, I've tried not to look too much at what other people have to say, but sometimes you can't help it. And someone was saying, oh, it's not that bad. I'm thinking to myself, you're post-14 in a 5 and a half furlong race with a bunch of two-year-olds with two and three starts, half coming from Europe that, that have, they've never turned. Like, that can't be good, right? I mean, that's got to be a negative. The only positive I could spin off it is being outside, maybe he'll be able to sit off the speed. True. Uh, I mean... Maybe he'll be the speed, I guess, right? I mean, do you think maybe he can clear uh, from out there? There's a lot of speed. A, I mean, he can clear if he wants. He's, he's, a, he's a fast guy. He can shake, rattle, and roll just like his <laughs> Uh I mean, it's a question of whether 
Momos, who showed a ton of speed in the futurity, is putting blinkers on. And I saw a couple of his works at Belmont, and they were very strong. So I'm assuming he's going to leave. Yeah, I'm that... assuming Barry thinks that Amanzi Yim Pilo is probably going to show some early gas. To... Yeah, I think I think he'll be right in the mix whether whether he can finish it off. I actually wouldn't want to see him on the lead, to be honest. I'd rather see him, you know, kind of stuck. But it, it just depends. Uh, you know, there's a horse right inside of him, Momos, that's, that's blazing. That'll definitely show some lick. And then uh, Bodenheimer is not slow. Bodenheimer is not slow. Right. No. He's quick. And he can, he can roll. Everybody knows that Attaboy Roy's can turf. <laughs> <laughs> I think that lady trained him, right? Valerie Lund, she trained Attaboy Roy. Yeah. Attaboy Roy was actually yeah. a good horse, but he was a dirt horse. I don't ever remember him running on the turf. but No, he was dirt. Yeah. He, he showed a lot of speed in, in all three of his races. It, the, uh, on the on a firmer, fast surface, the, the Kentucky Downs race, uh, which was listed as soft, he showed speed. Uh, he he never cleared, and he kind of, he kind of uh, you know, did he got looked like he got tired? But I mean, you're also coming up a hill too. So, you know, the interesting thing about Golden Pal is he's a horse who's eight to five morning line. He's run three times. He's lost twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I asked Wesley if I could ride in the maiden race in Saratoga, but he said, no, "Forget that. Let's go to Skidmore." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you made the right and call. It was, and it was 45 cents to the dollar in the skidmore, so what if you have been in a maiden race? Yeah, I remember exactly. that race distinctly, and it was it was pretty weak. I mean, Fauci was was decent that day. Um, he, you know, Golden Powell just showed he was much better than Fauci, but... It wasn't wasn't one of the horses. Uh, it was like two maidens, and one of the other horses was a horse from yeah, uh, Turfway or somewhere. Bunch. Yeah, and it Wesley Wesley had like fourteen bunch. of the twenty nominations or something. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he won super impressive. I mean, he couldn't win any more impressive than he did on the day. I mean, he broke you know he broke one on one. He ran a minute and four. I mean, how much faster can you really run going five and a half? You can't. Well, that, that's that's why he's eight to five. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I, and you know, I'm just not into the, the whole chalk thing, especially at that price from that post with these young horses. Who knows? I, I mean, if if he wins, you know, he probably deserves to win. I thought a maiden is actually interesting. Talking about maidens, and that's the nine after five. The other Wesley Ward. Uh, Colt that didn't have the best of trips last time in the Futurity. If you go back and you watch the tape on his replay, he was probably much the best on the day, in my opinion. And I think he's going to be running on late. Obviously, if you look at him, I guess you have to give second July a look, who's, you know, upset the apple car twice, winning at 68 to 1, 15 to 1. And he's pretty much done everything. You could ask of a two-year-old to this point. Any and what about the euros? Any 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 love for the euros? We got Nigel Tinkler, <laughs> who's coming off a forty-to-one win in the Bombardier. When you win in the Bombardier at forty-to-one, I mean, there's got to be some some karma there, right? Got to be. Deep. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I have much of an opinion on the euros. Okay, Lippin's honor looks okay. 
Lippin Zonder's making his eighth start. <laughs> I like that though. He's making his eighth. No, it, it's a, it's it's it is. It's just kind of interesting that um, the, the the Europeans have are all far more extensively raced than the uh, than the American horses. I guess if you like Golden Pal, he was only two lengths off of in uh, Norfolk at Ascot, you know, earlier in the year. So he was five to two that day. You're going to get a lot more than five to two in here. Yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be shocked if he's anywhere close to twenty to one. Yeah, he's going to get some play. He's probably going to get half that. I think he's probably going to be at least half that, like ten to one. You know, even less. I, I, I really wonder. I, I, like, Jason pointed out about Mamos getting blinkers on a horse that's shown speed every race of his career, adds blinkers. It's kind of an unusual move for, for especially for Chris Clement. He doesn't run a lot of horse on blinkers. No, no, it must have been a request, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we don't really have much of a consensus there at all. No, no, it's it's anybody's race as far as I'm concerned. Let's see Not what the, see, see what the prices are and stay away from the trucksters. There you go. All right. Well, we come to the next race, which is the seventh race, the the juvenile turf going a mile and this to me was another race that was um the american horses are are they they look a lot of them look the same um i i have a hard time really making much uh of a gap between gretzky the great and um out of door fire at will uh the pletcher horse Musa Kipik or something, um, public sector. I mean, they all kind of look the same. And, and, you know, the Brad Cox horse, who just was, like, absolutely lost at the top of the stretch and, um, you know, came came rolling. And then he adds blinkers. Um, this is a race, to me, would, would tend to think maybe one of the Europeans could get involved. Jay, what do you think about this race? I'm in agreement with you, Chuck. I really like a Colt in this race, and that's the nine-horse battleground from Strong Connections, Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore. This is a Colt by Warfront at a Found, and we all remember Found. She was a Breeders' Cup winner. She was an Arctic Triumph winner. So you know right from Jump Street, they had high hopes for this Colt. Uh, first time out, I think they just gave this Colt the race he Never even came out of the gate that day, Chuck, and he was not bet at all. No. He ran, they actually ran against lip ends here. So we'll throw that race out, and he came back in the chess and stakes, and he was very impressive that day, much more polished. As the favorite. on a softer ground. As the favorite, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. He was well bet in his next two starts. And then his vintage stakes at Goodwood, you know, was, was also super impressive. And also that race at Ascot, Chuck, that's uh, uphill through, you know, through the last part yes, of the race. that is true. And, that, and that's very impressive to me to see a two-year-old you know, power through his, the last eighth of a mile the way he did. And I think this is a cult with a lot of upside, and I think we're going to be hearing from him. And, and he loses, uh, he drops five pounds off, off that <laughs> yeah. race. Um, he's carried heavy, heavy weights in all three of his starts for a two-year-old. Certainly Ryan Moore can get the job done. My question is, Aiden O'Brien is so cold. Yeah. 
lately. Uh, it's been a long time since he's had, he's had a winner over here. Um, and he's due, Chuck. He's due. You could certainly say. That's a lack of trying, though. No, I mean, they run a lot. Here. And, and I'll be honest, they run in some crazy spots, too. They'll come over here with, like, horses by Galileo, and they'll try them on the dirt. So, I mean, I, I realize that there's some of those horses that are just they were just taking shots with, but... Uh, what about new new mandate? Any love for him, you guys? I did not like that horse personally. Although he's won three straight, and seems to be on the improve, one at a mile. Um, seems a little too obvious, you know. One of those that that you know the morning line is twelve to one. Uh, I, there's no way you can get twelve to one on this horse. Yeah, that morning line. I I, I think maybe that was what. what what got me more than anything, and I, I honestly, like, I hate to be a, a morning line snob, but uh, I don't think that some of these morning lines are that great, which, which actually, you know, you might think, hey, I can take advantage of that, because a lot of the, this is the one day of the year outside the Triple Crown days, um, where you're going to have a lot of part-time money, guys who don't pay that much attention to it, and they're just, uh, you know, maybe haven't paid a whole lot of attention and they're just picking up now and, and they might follow the morning line a little bit more than than we would tend to, like, ignore it when we don't think it's good. But uh, Yeah, uh, well, with that being said, you know, I actually thought uh, number nine Battleground was going to be the favorite. Yeah, and he's got him listed as six to one. Which, six to one, right. Um, I mean, having... Having new mandate be twelve to one and, and the one seal away be even money, or excuse me, being eight to one, I I would have had those two reversed. I don't like the French horses coming over a lot of times when they've they've um, been running on really soft turf. And yeah, I, I remember like when I when I worked for Tom Skiffington way back when he he used to say that he goes you know the biggest problem with those French horses is that they're they're tough to train on the dirt and a lot of them want to run on the soft ground he goes i've done better with horses coming from france that didn't have form that came over here because they needed firmer ground and they didn't do well on this often um i mean that's a horse who's got the rail uh which which certainly helps and i mean he's he's never missed the board he's he certainly is uh he certainly is a horse that that knows how to how to get to the winner circle but um i, I mean, think his last race is a bit superimposed because i watched a replay and you look at the line, and you see he drew out by eight, but it was a real small field. I think it was a field of five, and I think there was also a filly in the race. So I I just don't know if the race was as good as the line looks. Yeah. He's not going to be quite long enough for me. Yeah. Uh, is, Jay, you got any opinion on the other Americans? One opinion that I did have that I thought was very strong is that the bourbon, the race that was run over the Keeneland Strip, was a race that featured a pretty solid pace, and I thought it set up for horses that came off the pace. Mm -hmm. So I thought that the winner, Mutasa Beak, it did win impressively from a visual standpoint, was kind of aided by that pace and was kind of set up. Because if you look, Mutasa Beak and Abarda, who ran 1-2, came from well off the pace that day. So I think that you know, being the way the race was run that day, they were definitely hated. Right. So you, you would downgrade that effort a little bit. 
Who's on the lead in this race? You think Fire at Will just goes to the lead? Because there doesn't seem to be much speed, and, and um, Gretzky the Great has got some tactical speed, but he drew outside. Um, so Probably out of door will show some speed and chuck on a stretch out. You would have to think that a Wesley Ward horse on a stretch out would definitely show some type of early interest. Plus, we could uh, who who's who's Irad riding because we're gonna have the Twitter, uh, con uh, the conspiracy theory that he's setting it up for his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he's on public sector. Who's I guess a horse that has a shot because if you look at the Pilgrim, that was the exact opposite of the race runner Keeneland, where there was just no pace on whatsoever, and Fire and Will was you know just in total command throughout. And no one could really uh, get near him, you know, the last eighth of a mile. Public sector was along for second. And it could be a good stepping stone setup kind of race for him. Uh, what about any of the Euros on the outside? I mean, they drew terribly. Post 12, 13, and 14 at Keeneland going a mile on the turf for two-year-olds is, no is a, a less than ideal scenario for horses' first time in this country. I guess if the Learjet wins, then it, 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 I mean, or actually, if Golden Powell wins the race prior, it might flatter the Learjet because Learjet beat him uh, back in the Norfolk Stakes at Ascot. So um, I, I think you could give the fourteen a look. I don't know about in the win spot, uh, but I, I think that horse is going to be hanging around. I, I was really my soul was crushed when Sealaway. Uh, drew the rail that was like the worst thing you know I kind of like that horse I don't like that horse on the rail he still could work out a trip but usually those kind of you know like you said the French horses don't take to the firm and they also tend to break slowly just like most European horses so it's it's yeah. not an ideal spot does anyone think the Learjet would have a better shot in a sprint than the mile yeah, it's kind of an, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting. Uh, uh, I bet after drawing post fourteen, they probably wish they had gone in the shorter <laughs> race. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Bobby Orr rode the horse two starts back, so yeah, yeah we'll see. That's Bobby Orr's cousin, yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a Miss Harrington sighting? Mrs. Mrs. Harrington, that that was my third grade social studies teacher, and now she's training. She's doing damn good, she's much better yeah. than she's a much better trainer than she was a social studies teacher. Because I don't remember twenty percent trainer. She, she's awesome. All right, guys, so let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back with the juvenile fillies on the dirt, which uh, is not a big field, but it's a, a it's a competitive field. So we'll be back in one second. All right, we're back to look at the. Juvenile Phillies, uh, dirt, I guess for, since we have dirt and turf now, we have to call it dirt. Um, it's a short but uh, pretty contentious field. We had uh, one defection because the horse had uh, gotten a little bit of steroids and they're not letting you run in steroids in the Breeders' Cup. No. So we're down to seven. Well... Unless it's you know Bob Baffert's groom that have you know had it licked off his arm after he went to Gold's gym and you know we'll see how that works out. But um, this is a competitive race and that there's there's uh, four horses 
who really have, uh, I guess five horses who really have um, credentials. Uh, the, the one horse that looks like she's up against it a little bit would be uh, Steve Asmussen's uh, horse, the number four, Thoughtful, who won the Adirondack, um, which kind of seemed like a little bit of a soft race and a, and a perfect setup. Uh, and then came back and, and really didn't show much in the Alcibiades. Um, but the rest of this field is, is, is a solid group. Uh, I thought Princess Noor's um, morning line was a little aggressive. Um, I, I would have figured she would have been maybe maybe uh, two to one, five to two. But um, but she hasn't run she ha she hasn't run great numbers even though she's won pretty easily every every start and I think there's definitely a question of what has she beaten out in California, um, Barry what do you, what do you feel you know what's your feeling on Princess Nora? Um, she was one of the horses I was waiting to bet against in a, in a spot like this. Um, like you said, she she hasn't run all that fast. I'm not saying that she can't run faster. Um, it, it will be impressive if, if she runs a number outside of what she has been in this race and, and kind of wins the way she was winning, you know, by open legs. I, I just don't see it. Um, not that it can't happen, but there's too many good horses here. Like simply ravishing has been phenomenal, um, on the stretch out. So, you know, even, even a horse like Vequis, who was, who was the favorite in the Frisette, um, could turn the tables on everybody and, and win. And, and, you know, she's eight to one morning line. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words about not betting chalk here. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. If, if I get beat by Princess Nora, I get beat. But um, I may use her defensively in, in, in a pick five situation. But other than that, I, I, I really want to bet against her. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of stance we want to hear, Barry. <laughs> Wait, we're supposed to be in conflict here, so. Um. Well, not every race. Jay, <laughs> what do you got, Jay? Uh, just a note about Princess Nora. Totally agree with what Chuck said. Barry. And that she's basically running against the clock. You know, the competition was rather meek. But man, she just bulldogged those fields. I mean, she she's got a powerful way of moving. I kind of want to bet against her too, though. I'll be honest with you. I do want to bet against her. You know what I, I? You know what I don't like about her, other than the, the obvious. I don't like Victor Espinosa. I think Victor Espinosa. He doesn't ride that many good horses anymore. And I think you're going to get a Victor Espinosa confident, I don't want to get in trouble, three-wide, four-wide trip. And I don't think she's has shown that she's nearly fast enough to beat these horses, giving ground on two turns. Um, because she's not going to be on the lead. Yeah, and she's not clearing from out there. There's not a lot of dead closers in this race either. Everybody <laughs> wants to stay up close. So I, I could see her sitting fourth or fifth being three or four wide in the first turn. And, and I just don't see how she wins with that trip. Yeah, that's a tough trip at Keeneland. It, it's a very, very tough yeah. trip at Keeneland. 
And and that's that's where I I just keep trying to figure out where is she going to go. Um, you know, Saez from the rail. I I know he kind of got a um, a soft pace in the Alcibiades, but in in the the Saratoga races. And you know, granted, Saratoga was unusually fast this year. Um, but you know, she, she had shown in in her second race, the PG Johnson, where she um, you know prompted the lead, going twenty two and change forty five that she's got some early gas so she he, you know he's not going to want to get stuck inside so he'll be sending out of there um Vequist has, has got some some early speed uh certainly a day out of your office is not going to be far behind uh I'm not really sure what the four is going to do uh talk daddy probably will be sitting uh fifth or sixth on the inside uh and crazy beautiful I, I don't really know what to expect from from her um I think uh and closer. I, I don't I don't think she she wants any part of this lead. You think she was just close last her. time because the pace was so soft? Yeah. 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 I, I think she's just gonna that that's one of the horses you definitely wanna use on the bottom end of things. Even even thoughtfully, you know, just depending on how things shake shakes out. Um, but, you know, at least by by things that I've been seeing and, and you know, looking at the past performances, it looks like Simply Ravishing should probably be the favorite here. And, and you know, um, Princess Noah's probably going to be second choice. I don't know. I, 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 I don't think know. Princess Noah is definitely the favorite. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that I like her to win, but from a betting standpoint, you have nothing but ones next to her name, and you know that people are going to gravitate to Baffert, and I'm sure she'll be favorite. I'm positive. Yeah. I, I, Simply Ravishing is going to take money, no question about it, but at the end of the day, Princess Nora will be your post-op I hope so. I mean, because if, if you can get three to one on Simply Ravishing, that might be the, the value bet. I like Vequist. I like Rosario on that horse. I, I think that, uh, I think he'll sit the pocket trip, and if she can cut the corner and finish, I think she can win. And and I and I don't think that you're gonna get. Uh, I mean, she got beat at four to five last time. I, I think you're gonna get six, seven to one. I don't know that she'll be as as high as eight to one, but um, to me, uh, at five to one, she's a play. For a little controversy, I'm against her because I lobbied for the mount and they didn't give it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I do, I do like Crazy Beautiful though, and twenty to one would be absurd if I could ever get that. Sign me up now. Uh, like you guys that. said, well, like you guys said, I mean, last time she was forced to be close to a slow pace, whereas now she will revert back to her tactics of sitting back and making a run, and that run is pretty powerful. And I think she's going to really run a big, big race here. At a nice price. You know what's interesting about her? She's been the favorite every one of her starts. She's she she broke her maiden. She she's she won a stake. She's run second in two graded stakes, and she's twenty to one. <laughs> so, Unbelievable. I like that she has a two turn win as well, albeit on the grass. Yeah, no, I, there there's a lot to like at her at that price for sure. She might be a tick behind the other horses in ability, but. She's about ten ticks higher than they are on the board, so I don't know. I don't know. I I wouldn't say that she's a tick behind in ability because 
a couple of her races, the Pocahontas, she had a brutal trip. And the debutante, she had a brutal trip, and she was able to overcome it and draw away. And in the Alcibiades, she was up against the pace in a position that she's really never been in. And I thought she stayed on well for second. Yeah, the race flow in this race is much, much better in her favor than it was last time. Yeah, there's no way that Simply Ravishing get to have 48 chains loose on the lead. I mean, if that happens, then I just got to probably just give up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see that happening either. I mean, Danny, the office is quick. She's not slow. True. Yeah. I mean, there could be a, a, a nice little pace battle up front. You know, not all of them are going to survive it. I know that. They're not going to run. Princess Nora's not taking. She's not taking right. back. I mean, she's going to be up in the fray. So yeah, this is a really interesting race. You know, small field, big price. That's what we right. like. All right, we move on to the ninth race, which is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Um, it's a full field of fourteen, and. Again, the the Americans haven't really separated themselves all that much. Um, I know Aunt Pearl has gotten uh, a lot of um, a lot of press, um, but uh, to, to me, this is a race that that could go Euro. Jay, what do you think about uh, Aunt Pearl? I mean, Aunt Pearl is a very powerful filly who wants to be up on the pace. And in this race, it just does not appear that she is going to get an easy lead with a filly like Campanile in the race. <laughs> I just don't see it happening. What about Royal Approval? She should show some She's speed. She's not going to be far back either. She's a big, powerful filly. I got a good look at her last time in the paddock. And she's an absolute powerhouse, and she will not be far off the lead either. I mean, I, I have to think that this pace is going to come up contested. And if Aunt Pearl is able to take all of that heat early and draw away from this field, God bless her. Barry? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Aunt Pearl on this spot either. I think, you know, obviously the race goes through Campanelle. Um, she drilled <laughs> a royal approval twice. Um, once at Gulfstream, and then and then once in the Queen Mary. So, I mean, it, it's it's just you know, it's it's really Campanelle's race to the win or lose. I mean, it, this horse is is much better than everybody in this race. And it's just a matter of, of uh, that horse showing up. If she shows up, um, they're all running for second. That's a bold statement, Mr. Spears. Yeah. Yes, I'm I'm going out on the limb and say Campanella. You know, I, I think she's probably going to be the favorite, not like a, you know, three to five type favorite, more like a two to one type favorite. Um, and I think she's going to, you know, take that favoritism from Aunt Pearl. She's just much better than these. Do you, uh, any love for the uh, the the true euros? 
since she's a... I took a look at Mother Earth, Chuck. I thought that her Philly Mile race last time out was rock solid against Pretty Gorgeous and Indigo Girl, two real nice fillies over on the other side of the pond. Uh, Her Moy Glare Stud Stake race two back. She was up on the lead, Chuck. Don't think she wants to be there by any chance. I don't know if they were making her a pace setter that day. But that's not her style. Her style is to come from off the pace. And that's what she's going to do in here. And I think she's going to offer some value. And I think you're going to get a good run out of her. And I also like another closer. I think that's going to be a big price. And that's the three-horse Aldo for Grand Motion, who is coming out of a solid effort in the Natalma, where she met up against a really nice filly named Lady Spike Spear of Roger Atfield's who was supposed to come for this race. That's right. It's very difficult to get these horses from Canada. I don't know if she came out of the race with an issue, but I do think that she would have been a filly that may have been a factor in here. And based on that, I have to give Aldo a good look at a big place. Yeah, it's uh, the the mile is, is really... Uh, she She's already gone a mile, obviously a little different setup at Woodbine going around one turn. But um, you know, so I think that's the one knock I have against Campanelle is that uh, she's only only been sprinting and she kind of drew the outside. So you know, the Tory certainly is uh, understanding of of her predicament. But um, he's probably not going to make the lead either, Campanelle. I don't I don't see her making the lead. I think she'll be. Yeah, right. I wouldn't I wouldn't want her on the lead to be honest. I think she'll be tra- <laughs> she'll be tracking Ant Pearl pretty close. But, yeah, uh, it's not going to be an easy trip, though. No. You know, uh, you know, chase, not chasing, but tracking, whatever you want to call it, the pace is going to be solid here, and Aunt Pearl is going to be up on the engine. So that means Campanelle is going to have to do all the dirty work and then hold off the closer. And that's not going to be an easy task. No. Yeah, you know, the thing, thing that stuck out to me <laughs> is uh, beating that 18-horse field at Ascot. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, that's got to be, so, you know, even if it's a straightaway, it's still, it, you know, it's still something. You know, it's, it's, he, yeah. he took the blinkers off for the last race. Yeah, and ran away. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that was a solid race. I watched the replay, and she was tugging like a bulldog. And I'm a little worried about the mile. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Her pedigree is not really tilted toward her stretch out. Um. Sounds good. You guys uh, ready to move on? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. The next race is the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Um, a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt, which has a, a gigantic favorite. Um, in uh, who I actually thought his morning line was a little high. I thought he should have been. I, I would have made him even money. Uh, been Jackie's warrior. Devil's bag junior. That's who I, he looks like. Devil's bag that horse. I said he wants to be Devil's bag till after this race. Then he wants to revert and be be swell. Yeah. No, we don't want that either. <laughs> well, you want to be swell till the summertime. Then you want to change. Oh, okay. Um, swell till. Stefan. Stefan's Odyssey. Um, there you go. 
Jay? Can they beat Jackie's beat. Warrior? Jackie's Warrior has just been scintillating up to this point. I mean, he really hasn't even been asked, which is pretty amazing considering. But he has a few questions to answer in here. He's got to get the two turns, which, you know, being the son of McQueen's music could be a question mark. There is some other speed in this race. I mean, he has to face 13 other horses. Uh, the fields that he's faced... Right, short fields. You know, predominantly were on the smaller side. So there are a few questions that he has to answer. Barry? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there. You know, obviously those, those questions, you know we're going to get our answer to um it's just so weird I, I was really taking a hard look at uh reinvestment risk um it's it's like i was telling somebody this earlier today it's like you know how you you have like in division rivals in sports and they play each other you know three times and you see one one team that's really just beating the hell out of the other. You saw you saw him beat him twice, but the third time, it kind of reverses. And I kind of get that feeling from reinvestment risk. And he's kind of been hanging around just chasing Jake, Jackie's warrior. And you know, I, I'm I'm not too keen on this horse, but I can see how somebody could really look at his PPs and be like, you know what, this horse could turn the tables with, you know, with those question marks in the air and beat Jackie's warrior. Um, I particularly don't like that horse, but I can see that horse running well. Um, the horse I kind of landed on was likable. Um, I don't believe that uh, he needs the lead, which is excellent, even though, you know, his last win was a blowout win in the maiden. Um, and it was sneaky fast. It, it, it looks, it, even the, you know, it didn't look all that fast, like, visually. But I think everything, you know, revolving around the internal fractions, everything, it, it was a lot faster race than it's getting credit for. Um, so, more or less, I was looking at a Jackie's Warrior likable called Exacta. I, I, I agree with you on reinvestment risk. I think reinvestment risk with that pedigree, the two turns should be just fine. And he's had to chase Jackie's Warrior. And yeah. when he, if Jackie's Warrior takes some heat early uh, for some pressure from some of the outside horses that they're kind of uh, going to have to gun, um, you know, he, he might be able to be sitting in the perfect position. I mean, He's not going to be a huge price, but he, he's a horse that seems like he's going to get a, a better trip than he's had where he, he just is chasing in those one-turn races. And, uh, I mean, I'd like him a lot more at 9-1 uh, to at than 9-2. to two, But, um, I mean, he, he was he was 6-5 uh, to five against Jackie's Warrior last time. And, and, obviously, Jackie's Warrior just blew him away in the stretch. But, um I mean, it is it is tough to take a, a horse at a short field doing or at a short price in a big field doing something it's never done before. So, 
I just didn't. Do you think Classier will put some heat on him right outside of him? I I don't I I guess I I just don't know. I mean, the horse is just a maiden breaker, and you know he didn't break particularly well. Um, so it it's I'm not sure. I really don't know. Jay, that's a good question. I don't know what Patrick's I mean, intention. The I mean, pace, the, the horse raced though. literally two weeks ago. So, yes, on um, the 24th of October. So, he, he's coming in, in, obviously, he's probably coming into the sharp. Um, but by the same token, I don't know if Baffert wants his horse, the $770,000 horse, to be to go head and head with a four to five shot in his first two turn race after racing two weeks ago. I, I, I think that's a question that, uh, about his intent there. If, if he would send them or he would say, well, just try to stalk him, uh, you know, or just try to sit off his hip or off his flank and, and see what happens. Um, I think next, I doubt, I doubt essential quality will be too far back. I, I think next will be sending out of there. Next definitely is going to go. Yeah. Um, he, he, he doesn't, you know, otherwise he's going to be doomed to about a five wide trip if he doesn't send. Uh, I mean, you know, the 13 and 14 both have not shown much, much early lick. I mean, calibrate broke sharp, um, in his maiden win, but, um, you know, the next race and, and uh, the Breeders' Futurity just kind of completely got lost and, and never was in the race. I thought something was wrong with the horse, and I honestly didn't expect him to turn up here. Yeah, two to one, too. Yeah, so a lot of money. I, I don't know what they do. When they saw the post, yeah, when they saw the post, they uh, weren't too ecstatic about running. Yeah, I wouldn't be either because I I don't know what you you know what what do you get out of this post post fourteen and two year old race going two turns is Oof. is murder, and uh, that horse probably has enough tactical speed to get itself in trouble. Um, <laughs> I I, I kind of was was hoping that uh, the thirteen drew inside. Uh, I was gonna use him in a, in a um in behind um in numbers, but I, I, again post thirteen it's just he's gonna be sitting. If he saves any ground, he's gonna be sitting twelfth, and unless he just leaves, tries out you know kind of like a a standard bread where you leave. And you try to find a hole. I, I don't know that uh, Castellano is, is going to be able to do that there. I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, that, that's my question mark with that horse. I, I'm not really enthused about Castellano riding a horse like this in a spot like this. I mean, he's he's obviously capable. I mean, the guy's won a million races, but I just don't think it's a good fit. The post is, is not very um, favorable, so... You know that that's that's another reason why I kind of ended up with with likable, um, thinking that likable will run pretty big here. What what about um, what about essential quality? I mean, he's he's kind of run well his first two races, and he stretched out, and um, again he got a, a I don't I don't know what it was about those two races. I don't know if the track was slow or what, but both the Alcibiades and Breeders Futurity, the paces were very very tepid at at best. Did you guys have any feeling on that horse? I, I, I was kind of lukewarm on him. I, I mean, he didn't, you know, his race uh, in the British Futurity didn't really stand out to me at all. It, it wasn't bad, but, it, you know, it wasn't anything to be like, wow, I can't wait to, to see this horse run back. 
Um, and I think that's how he's going to play on the board, kind of, you know, right in the middle of everything. You know, he's probably going to be, I would think, fourth choice, third choice, and not really, you know, kind of uh, a bold thing. I mean, he, he very well can win this race, but I, I'm, I'm going to dare him to beat me on on the. Friday. When you when you look and you see who ran second in that race, <laughs> which is the Deodoro horse, um, that that had Maybe. you know come off a, um, you know, uh, getting beat in a, in a relatively slow race, and I, I don't I, I I would I would tend to throw that horse out. At, at, I, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Jackie's Warrior probably beats these, and wins by four, and uh, goes on and. Is the future book favorite for the Derby, and uh, we'll be saying like, why did we waste money trying to beat him? He's just too much, too much. I just want to. I want to see some early pressure on Jackie's Warrior. I don't want to see him make the front and get unpressured and waltz around the track and then win by sure. five. At least somebody you know contest this horse early. I think I, honestly, Jay, I think he might get the respect of the other jockeys, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to sacrifice ourselves to set it up for someone else, and I'm just going to try to hang back here a little bit and and get a piece of the action." You're Be- probably right at the end of the day. You know, and, and believe me, I, you know me, I, I I don't like to take chalk on any horse ever, no matter what, but. He might just have a two-length lead in forty-seven and change, and then, and it's just, and that's it. It's just, it's just over, and you know. Yeah, it's probably like that. It's not even a matter of you know getting the distance at that point. Steve Asmussen's hair will be flowing in the, in the the dawn or the, the early evening, and. How about it's going to be seventy degrees there on Saturday? Florida, like. You know, 70. every Triple Crown race, every day that would have had a huge crowd, the Derby, the Preakness, the oh Belmont, the Breeders' Cup, weather. are like perfect weather. So you know next year when they allow people to come back, it's going to have lightning, there's going to be an earthquake, <laughs> there's going to be a tornado. I mean, it's, it's I'm just oh, yeah, so, like, I, I, I'm just, I'm just so happy for all the sponsors and all the family and all the yeah. important people that they're going to be 20,000 people at Keeneland anyways. That they get good weather for this race. Thank you very much. Yeah, the city of light Pegasus was miserable, man. <laughs> the city of light Pegasus. We were there. <laughs> yeah, man, it was miserable. The the, the rain was ridiculous. It, that that yeah, was that was. Snoop show that day. Uh, <laughs> was that Snoop? I saw no. Or no, that no, that was oh, uh, the other guy. Ludacris? Nelly wasn't Nelly there. Nelly. Oh. Nelly. Nelly? Yeah, they, they oh. scraped Nelly up from... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they, they gave you the Kmart special They, they brought him out of the crypt. No, that was Snoop. No, that it was, was Snoop, Snoop because it was, it was in the tent. It was Snoop. Oh, this year was Nelly. This year was Nelly. Yeah. This year was Nelly. Yeah, they, they, they downgraded yeah. everything. The, the Pegasus got yeah. downgraded. The, 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 the act, you know, the, the, we went from Snoop to the, the Band-Aid guy. I mean, it just I wasn't. Saw, uh, He's brutal. He's J-Lo, brutal. J Lo and A Rod this year, so. A Rod. I don't like A Rod. I like J Lo. I don't like A Rod. I went to the game one time, and then after the game, Nelly played, and he was awful. Nelly is yeah, the the terrible. Nelly's the 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 South Florida go to B act. He's the Giacomo of rappers. I, 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 <laughs> just, just think about that one. 
I think he got a first bet. I think he got a first bet hoodie, a voucher for three hundred bucks, and a, a parking pass to play this year. Three band aids for a year. Some barbecue in the, Jay, in the tournament. Wh- who was the guy that used to play best college basketball that used to wear the Band-Aid? That, that wasn't Fennis Dembo, was it? I could have. I don't even remember. Oh, man. I, I could, I, this is driving me crazy. Yeah, I can't remember. The guy, he used to put top. a Band-Aid on all the time. Man, I got to come up with that. I got to figure that out. All right, let's take a quick right. break, and we'll come back with uh, Saturday's races. All right, we're back. We have the Saturday card out here, and we're going to start off with the fourth race on the card, which would be the Phillies and Mares Breeders' Cup Sprint, which usually is one of the races that doesn't hold a lot of intrigue. This year, however, it's uh, it's actually a, a pretty compelling race, and, it, and it's a pretty damn good betting race. Um, it was one of the races that was affected by the post positions as Gamine drew inside all of the other speed. And it kind of puts um, John Velasquez in a position where he's got to take a Philly that's probably going to be the favorite and for the first time in five starts, take her off the pace uh, or gun from the inside and, and just try to get some sort of um, early position um, on the lead, and I, I just don't think he's she's fast enough. Jay, do, would you, what do you think about her post? Or for a speed suggestion, maybe she falls into a good trip behind Serengeti and Venetian Harbor. You know, I was thinking possible. too. Do you think it's possible that Serengeti just clears? Well, here's here's my feeling on that. I mean, she's ultra fast and super game. But Venetian Harbor, when she ran in the test against Gamine, I know you're a big Twitter guy, so you probably know about this, but the owner was not pissed. happy that day. He's pissed. Yeah. He still talks yeah. about it, to be honest. He still goes at it about that ride. I know it. So I'm thinking Venetian Harbor is on the hard scent here. She has absolutely no chance to win this race, but she could hurt Serengeti Emperor. Yes. But I haven't seen Gamine pass a horse. No, she's never passed. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. She's never had to. She's never had to. I still yet to, to pass a horse. So to me, that, that speaks volumes of... of what they probably want to do is she may be able to rate. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm willing to, to bet against the 7-5 to five to find out. Well, I was... Barry can tell you that I've been on the gaming to the sprint bandwagon for about three months. Way before... Yeah. <laughs> The, the, it, the, you know, I, I didn't like her going a mile and a quarter. I really didn't. Or, excuse me, a mile and an eighth. She just doesn't look like a filly that wants to do that. The breeding was a little bit suspect. And, um, um, I, I was thinking that her best shot in a Breeders' Cup win would be in this race. And I still thought that. And I just now, I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not willing to take her at a short price on the inside. Um, I just don't see how she doesn't. She has to take back. 
Uh, and she doesn't have to, uh, I guess she doesn't have to take back. I just don't think she's fast enough to keep up with the outside two. And she's going to wind up, maybe they'll clear and she'll wind up third stalking on the outside, which sometimes is, is you know, the best position to be in anyways. I don't it's know. It's definitely possible. I mean, I, I know I felt like, you know, I liked Come Dancing coming in the last year's race. And I like her better coming into this year's race. She she threw in a pretty bad race last year um, in in this race going seven furlongs. Um, I think she's coming in better this year as a six-year-old. Um, and if she's ever going to run good, it's going to be on Saturday. So I just want to be there when it happens. Uh, are you worried that she's just a New York horse? I thought about that, you know, especially after that last race, you know, um, last year at Santa Anita, it was just, it was just horrible. But, you know, you put in Kofifi against this group and she may be the fastest of the fast or the quickest of the quick, um, and would be right on the lead again. Um, I don't know. I mean, she shipped to Oakland and didn't do anything. Yeah, that was an apple blossom going to Mono 16. I could, I could throw that. Right. That wasn't her bag. You know, that that's really not her game. Um, so I, I think this is just coming into the race. I think this was the plan the whole way. And she's running in the form. And I, I just like what, you know, where she is at right now. The bullet on November 1st definitely is encouraging. So, you know, at 8 to 1, probably higher. I think she's going to drift up a little bit. Um, I'm willing to take a shot. Jay, what do you think about this race? I think me and Barry need to get a little horse-to-horse going here. Uh-oh. And I will take Sally's curling against Come Dancing. Okay. We can do that. A, a head-to-head. Larry Lunan will be happy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, had to, you know, I had to set up Larry, you know, here. Do, so, you know, do what he was looking for. So you're Come going, on. Jay's going with the dead closer for CJ's Thoroughbreds, our man CJ. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Salad Bar Guy. And uh, Barry's going to take Come Dancing. Yeah, absolutely. Can I, can I, be, in, can I be involved? Can I be involved? Oh, oh, you want some of this? I told you last night. I like I like a wise guy horse in here. Oh. On the cutback. Yes, I know who it is. Speech. I think Speech picks him up in the stretch and runs by them all. Not tell, impossible. Tell me I'm crazy. Not crazy. Uh, you're crazy. You're really crazy. <laughs> by Mr. Speaker out of a Freud man. Okay, Chuck. I'm telling you. I like to cut the I don't I wouldn't like her at three quarters, but a seven ace. Everybody guns. Sally's curling she feels may catch the, she may get the best trip out of her play for sure. Sally's curling Sally's curling is she's the like the lone closer, which is, is always a good thing to be. Um it's, it's an interesting race. It's not just Gaming and, and everybody else. 
Chuck, I'll give you the scene warp where I'll have a horse horse each versus Sally's Curly. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> a triplex. There we go. All right. Enough of the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Sprint. Um... I'm going to officially sit this one out because I just have uh, I've banned myself from betting these races. But this is the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. Um, I don't know where you would start. I don't know where it ends. I just know that the Euros, uh, that well, there's only one Euro. Um, I, I don't think they ever do that well in these kind of races. And... Uh, you know, you guys take take the take the mic because I, I have no opinion here. You know, I, I I was looking this race up and down and up and down and, and I really couldn't get a, a great opinion. But one thing I did know is the first three betting choices in the morning line I do not like. I think Interest uh and his eyeballs out. At Kentucky Downs, I don't, I don't think he can come back. I mean, he may, he might. Linster, I just, I just don't think that horse can win. Um, I don't really have too many knocks on him as performance-wise. He's even got a couple of wins at Keeneland, um, but I think he's going to get overplayed off of that alone. And God Stormy, I do not want any part of in this race. So that kind of leaves me with. The only other horse that I, I kind of liked, and that's number eight, Alexandra. The Philly. Yes. Off the layoff. I, I, yep. I, I think I think she she's going to she's going to give a good account of herself. Whether she wins or not is is another story, but I'm willing to take that kind of price um, on a horse that could get a, an exceptional trip. I have trivia. There's three trainers that have horses racing in this year's Breeders' Cup that raced in the first Breeders' Cup. Name them. Neil Drysdale's one. Well, that, he was the free square. <laughs> There's two others. Mandela? I don't think Mandela had a horse in the first Breeders' Cup, and I could be wrong about that, and I didn't bother looking it up. It was just basically done on memory, but... I don't think Mandela had one in the first British Cup. He I, might I, not have. I, I don't recall him having one. He sure didn't have one that ran any good. But there's two others I know had British Cup horses the first year. It wasn't being Cone. He was in the second one. Right? Nope, being Cone. He's one of them? He had one in the first one? Yep. Oh, boy. And there's one, there's one other guy. Jeremy Well. Uh, no. Carlos Martin. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. Carlos Martin was 16 uh -huh. when the first Breeders' Cup burned. Yeah, I just figured he's probably as old as I am. Gosden? John Gosden. Royal heroine. See? Come on, man. Know my yeah. stuff. There's no prize, but... Beyond Cone brought that up to me today. I'm the only, the only trainer still training. I said, what about, uh, what about uh, Gosden? Oh, yeah, him. So what about Neil Drazo? Oh, I forgot about Drazo, too. 
I said, yeah, well. He goes, Mott maybe? I said, I don't think Mott had one in the first Breeders' Cup. He had, he had one in the third Breeders' Cup, theatrical. You know, theatrical ran in the 85 Breeders' Cup with Dermot Weld training and, and actually fin finished up the track as a three-year-old. But, uh, Jay, do you have any any opinion on this race? I like an outsider here, Chuck, and I think you're going to like my pick. You're not going to like the post, but actually, I think the post is going to help this horse because he doesn't want to be inside, and he's drawn a lot of inside posts. Okay. And that's the 14, extravagant kid. The kid? Oh, Yeah, he's always giving a a very good account of himself in these type of races. He's a, he's a very honest horse. He doesn't love to win, but he hits hard. And I think he can get a trip right off the speed. It's kind of interesting, Chuck, because in a race like this, you usually see some wild speed. Mm -hmm. And other than the rail horse, Big Runner, I guess his name is, there's not a ton of it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, there's not a lot of dedicated, just dead speed horses. How yeah. is that horse not a millionaire? That's what I want to know. Um, 14 for 45. Extravagant Kid is, is 27 for 45, first and second. That's that's yeah, he's wrong, that's, so. that's a that's a well. There's not just there's just not that much money in turf sprints. I guess not. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, what's your biggest purse? I yeah, mean, this this. By far, it's not even close. I think maybe the Belmont race. Um, yeah. Other than that, maybe races over, you know, overseas in uh, Dubai. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, I think we can get a trip out there, Chuck. I yeah. don't think the fourteen is going to be detrimental. Well, the, half of Twitter says that Umberto Rispoli is the best turf rider in America, and then the other half. I guess we'll find out. The other half always points out when he loses. But, um, well, what was that Mongolian Saturday that won from out there? Yeah, yeah. So it's not impossible. It's funny because that Keeneland turf course, as Chuck will know, sometimes the outside ground plays a little better. Yeah, it used to drain to the inside, and sometimes the inside post won the first pass, and even if the second pass weren't that great, but I mean, it should be pretty. Uh, I mean, they're going to have 70-degree weather. It, it should be pretty firm, uh, or as firm as it gets this time of the year. Not won't be hard like the summertime, but I, 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 can, I can endorse that, that pick. Uh, it's not often we, we bet uh, kiss the kids, period. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't kiss the kid. Amy Yeah, I would. Uh, it, I, I could, Amy I could, in the middle is a couple of nights. I, I could sign on for that one, but uh, yeah, the, these races are such crapshoots. And I get Stormy at five to two or seven to two. I mean, she was she was life and death last time um, to beat a, a, a softer group, and I, I don't see uh, you know that that the, that was a ten horse field, and I don't see how she's gonna get a much better trip in, in a fourteen horse field against better horses, but. Uh, you know that that's the kind of race that afterwards that you could just scratch your head and say, uh, you know, I I don't even know how I I don't know how that happened or oh well you know if you really look this horse this you could have used this one but uh, uh and, and you know you run up you have four ropes got stormy off yeah you, you got completely you got four uh you got four also eligible so 
under normal circumstances, they would have split the race. Now, we come to the only grade two race on the card, the Breeders' Cup mile, dirt mile. <laughs> oh, man, that hurts. I, I've downgraded it this year. Um, I, I didn't have... I, I wasn't... Uh, I couldn't make heads or tails out of this race either. It, it's 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 like a consolation prize. It's like like in the Trotters when they have the the the, um, the eliminations and, and they have the final and then <laughs> on the card they have like the invitational or a consolation. This is like the consolation. This is like the... They, these guys weren't quite good enough for the for the big boys. They weren't fast enough for the sprint, or they weren't good enough for the classic, so they wound up here. Um, and the Breeders' Cup mile, Dirt Miles is an odd... It's an odd duck because, depending on where the track that it's run at, um, it, it's a totally different race. If you run this at, uh, to the east, uh, uh, excuse me, to the 90 miles to the west, at... Churchill, it's a one-turn mile, and it's a totally different race. But here, it's a two-turn mile with a with a short stretch, and it's hard to make a grade one race out of this. But but here we are. Um, uh, it's such a strange race. I mean, I mean, you got two horses, uh, Nick's go. I mean, November ninth, two thousand nineteen was nowhere to be found on the turf which seemed like kind of like a last ditch effort to try to get some run out of this horse before you know they, they laid him off for a couple of months he came back in february running lights out now he's run two races this year and he's second choice basically in in this in this race he i don't know I, it's just so I mean, weird his his last two obviously are under the the uh, I was gonna say the spell of the magician that trains him now, Mister Cox. Um, those races, uh, at least speed figure wise, are so far out of the realm of what he was running. It's hard to figure what you're gonna get, and, and those races also, um, you know, we're, we're, there's a February race, there's an October race, there are allowance races, and. I mean, the horse has doesn't show any stakes wins on his card. I think he won one stake. Did he win a stake at like Tampa? He won Tampa? a grade one, didn't he? He won a grade one. Did he win, yeah, did he win the Futurity? He won the Futurity at Keeneland as a two-year-old? Yeah. So, at a big price. Yeah. Too, I think he, he was like 50 to one or something like that. I, I just don't, I don't know what to make of him. Um, I think um, the 10 is probably the 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 best horse in the race but coming from post 10 um with some speed inside of him there's a short run to the first turn and then you know you have the short stretch i i don't know what kind of trip he's gonna get and you know it's just kind of a it's a hodgepodge of horses that that just don't fit anywhere else and and they just kind of throw them in here and and war wills coming back to the dirt off of off of actually showing improvement on the turf um but you know he's not good enough to run in the the mile the turf mile so he winds up here um i, I don't know i i don't know what to make of a uh, sharp samurai i mean it's kind of a horse that should be sitting a decent trip in here 
and has enough tactical speed to stay close. Because you don't want to be too far out of it coming into the short stretch. And those guys all know it. And they start riding going into the final turn. But, I mean, he's kind of a bridesmaid. Um, he doesn't win very much. But, uh... Well, I mean, you mm -hmm. know, we were talking about Nick's go, and then you look at Art Collector, who probably, if he ran in the Derby, was probably going to be second choice. Second or third choice. If Art, if, if Art Collector doesn't run in the Preakness and he comes into this race off the off, off of that form, he's... Right, he's, he's just 8 to 5. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know what to make of Art Collector either. Um... I don't know. It just screams like some something crazy would happen. I mean, I, and personally, I think World Will is probably the best horse, but he's not really. You know, this kind of is reminiscent of the field he beat in the Preakness. I think Art Collector is going to be the favorite in this race. You think? I think he's going to be like the five to two favorite in the race. I really do. That, that, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just the way they were. You know, the hype hype machine was behind him. Um, he's got a derby. He's right. He's got a, he's got name recognition. He's drawn the inside. He's uh, he's got all good races except his his last one was a little bit of a clunker. Um, you know, there's there's a familiarity to him. He has the rail, and in in this race, it's probably not a bad thing. I don't know exactly what his plan is going to be because obviously in the Preakness, which was his worst race in a long time, he did not appear to like being in between horses off of uh, getting dirt kicked in his face. So I'm guessing that, that Brian Hernandez is, is, is going to hopefully break sharp and, and try to put him in the race and then, again, maybe let some of the out nicks go and, and, and complexity to, to, to uh, clear and then kind of take up a position not too far off of him. But I'm not saying that I like him in here, um, but I, I think he'll be... I think he'll go off the favorite or second choice. Chuck, a lunch bet that complexity is lower than our collector? Yeah, I mean, he could be. He could no, be. it's a lot. It's a lot, Chuck. I won't even take your lunch money. Well, it depends, <laughs> on, it depends on where we're going to lunch. Plus, you're going to... Plus, you're going to owe me from... from the, no, the, no, the, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't know. I, I just... I think complexity's last race was a complete... Um, you know, it's a four horse race. The horse got got the dream pace scenario and just sprinted home. Um, it's gonna be a lot different. Can't, can't be enthused about that. You know, Shug ran from Shug ran from the Breeders' Cup instead of coming to the Breeders' Cup. I really thought he would he would show up here, and he didn't, which which kind of makes me question that entire race. Um. I don't know. I think if this was a one-turn mile, I'd love that horse. I, mean, I think the horse would be six to five. But oh, I'd love Rushy if it was one-turn mile. A two-turn race, I, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know if Mr. Freeze is going to go out there and send. I, I don't know what he's going to do. Um, Pirate's Punch has some speed, too. Yeah. Pirate's Punch got the, the, the worst EQ ever. The, those those <laughs> Those guys deserve something. Oh, I, I remember that one. Well, they got the Salvatore Mile vindication. Yeah, they got the vindication, but the Salvatore, the 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 Doug Salvatore Mile just isn't. Uh, it's not. It's Tell not even what, the biggest kind of mile. If Jesus's team wins, uh, Chuck, you better send him a, a bottle of 
champagne or something. I, I told you, you know, the, the only way Jesus' team wins is if the actual Jesus comes down and 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 puts plants wings on Angels. him, yeah. Angels in the outfield, and and, and op- opens up like a a, a Red Sea like uh, hole at the quarter pole for him to run through and and without divine intervention, I don't think that uh, Jesus' team. Not for nothing, but if I'm on the uh, panel, I put the third team, the Japanese horse, in over Jesus' team. Yeah, I do too. Especially after those those last two efforts where the horse was 11th in an allowance race. Team Sheen? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, he won by 17 in that race, right? Well, Nyoga. I don't know much about Japanese racing, but I know they have really high purses. And that was a $10,000 allowance race. So this horse <laughs> essentially came from the Mountaineer Park of, of Japan. Nice. And I he mean, had, the first before that was uh, 351000 I mean, he, 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 he went off three to five. He had uh, Mitsubishi Okabobi riding him. And uh, I don't know who... Did you uh, find the two other men for this horse? Um, Hideki uh, Mori is, is... He's a baller. I mean, he's taking a shot. I would take Owendale out of it just because I'm sick of seeing Owendale. But, um... Uh, yeah, I just noticed that person that race, and I was like, man... <laughs> ten grand, huh? Ten grand, man. That's even was, even uh, even Gulfstream Park West runs runs for three times that. That was a prep for this race. That was that. Didn't get in. The horse the horse hadn't run since February. Um. Where it was running in the Marguerite Stakes, which is kind of an interesting name for a Japanese race. Um, it, it was uh, I mean the horse is here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I love the comment though. Easily, the, like the one-word comments in the in the form is hilarious. He's never yeah. Shug calls <laughs> shots. Hideki calls the shots. I mean, maybe we could buy a source. We might want to look into this truck. Playing in, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be the first Japanese horse ever to run at Mountaineer Park. Well bred. We could find a we could find a tour other than a Mountaineer. And the purse, the purse actually be more. It'd be like fourteen thousand. The big ass fans, the big ass has a big ass race. <laughs> I'm done with that race. All right. This race is wacky from the sponsor to the field. It just feels like um. <laughs> it just feels like a race that people are like. Want to run in the Breeders' Cup? Yeah, why not? Let's take a shot. What the hell. Yeah, this we can get in, right? If we run in the Breeders' Cup, yeah, we'll do that. I was, like, I was happy. My my horse, True Timber, didn't get in, and he's going in the Lafayette. It was like the year uh, Margot. Uh, what's his name? Anthony Parada made me enter a horse in a stake at on the Laurel uh, at um, Pimlico on the undercard of the Preakness, so he could get a table to go. And then Randy Moss calls me in the morning in the race. And he said, hey, I'm making you the Budweiser long shot of the day. I said, Bud, I said, sit sit down, Randy. I got a, I got a bad news for you, man. She's she's in Louisville still, so we're probably not going to make it. But I, I do appreciate, uh, I, I do appreciate your, your confidence in me. He's like, oh, man. He goes, you, you spun her back two weeks. I was like, yeah, this horse must be in, uh, real sharp. I said, well, the owner actually just wanted a table, so 
I gotta I gotta wait till after he gets there to, before I scratch her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him for getting that table because the crab cakes at the track back then were unbelievable. Yeah. I wish I could go for some crab cakes. Like, like, I'm hungry again. I wish I had okay. ice cream. All right, we got to finish. What about the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare Turf, a uh, mile and three sixteenths? Um, this is uh, certainly a race that Rushing Fall will be the favorite in. I don't think there'll be any question about that. Um, Jay, what do you think uh, that Rushing Fall does here? Does she go to the lead? Um, does, does Mean Mary get to the front? Is there anyone else that, that might get involved here? Or are those two just going to be running one-two out there and um, and play come you know come get her I, I i i mean it looks to uh, to me on paper like those two will have two on the field going down the backside. yeah from a pace standpoint it just looks like an instant replay of diana basically uh looks like you have a bunch of horses that prefer to come off the pace for the most part we don't know what the european horses will want to do early from a positional standpoint, I guess maybe Harvey's little girl, who's shown some speed in her last two races, could be somewhat forward. I mean, the whole thing with this race, Chuck, is the distance. You know, is rushing fall going to be able to get this mile and three sixteenth distance? That's a good question. I mean, the my the, the Diana was a mile and an eighth, and she certainly was. It was a life and death kind of thing with her. Um, my question about the Europeans that came over in this race are 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 any of many good? Yes. Who who's yeah, good? Seven. Turbella. Yeah, Tur Turbella's all right. I mean, you know, you gotta think that those uh, great ones. That uh, that she was running in uh, are far deeper than than what she's going to run against on Saturday. You know, what's interesting about her is John Gosden is often often takes pot shots about American racing, considering he does. use of Lasix, and he mm -hmm. couldn't wait to get her on Lasix over here. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, yeah, but I, I mean, you know, the the Queen Anne. Um, lost by a head to to Circus Maximus. Um, that that says a lot in its own right, uh, comparatively to the rest of this field. Um, you know, obviously it, it really screams that last race at Newmarket was just solely a prep, um, and and it looks like it's go time. Uh, I didn't expect, or I don't expect, to get twenty to one. I was thinking more like eight or nine, but I'll take that. What about the 11? Yeah, I was going to say, Chuck, the 11, Adaria, <clears throat> interesting note, was a very good third to Tarnawa 
who probably could have been one of the favorites in here, but she elected to go I like, against the boys. I liked her on. I like her in that race to win. Well, if you like her, then you have to give Ardaria a pretty solid look, uh, beaten only a length by her in the Prix de la Opera, in a huge effort, and it looks like. This four-year-old filly has really put it together in her last three starts from basically out of nowhere. Yeah, she she kind of seemed like she was just an ordinary filly. And then, um, you know, she ran over at Kempton in a little stake, didn't show much at all. And and then, you know, came back um, in, a, in another little stake and, and, and uh, you know, didn't show much at all again. And then she ran on, on a... Um, uh, at Newcastle on the Polly and she won carrying a hundred a hundred and forty pounds. Um and and they jumped her right immediately into the grade ones and, and, and shipped her to France and uh, you know she, she wins the 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 Roman A at uh, forty seven to one going a mile and a quarter and, and then they wheel her back in, in the uh in the Prix de la Opera which is the number one Philly race that they have in France, and she runs a great race to be third. Uh, it's just kind of interesting that she just really had never shown anything, and all of a sudden, she's head and head with the best horses in France. And um, you know, they're taking a shot here to add Lasix. I don't know much about the rider. Uh, he, he, it, it's, it's, you know. He he didn't the rider didn't come, so I I, I don't know it was uh, I don't know the trainer, and the worry truck is the ground for her maybe looks like she likes to get in the ground. Yeah, I mean that's like you know most French horses, but she did win on the poly, which was you know they'd run her on the poly, and and I think that's almost a sign that like she wasn't that well thought of. But, um, you know, she just rocketed up, like, uh, up, up the rankings and, you know, if there's I enough. I say the rider, the rider is very good, Chuck, Pierre Charles Boudou, is how it's pronounced. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how I know that, but, uh, I did watch him ride and, uh, he's an up and comer. He's, he's heralded over there. You know she's she. So it might be a rider upgrade. According, you know, according to the the chart comments, she's she seems to be a horse that that, that stays well placed. So um, I'm sure the pace here will be faster than the paces she's been racing against. But I I just uh like you said, there's the question mark about how far the two fillies um the mean Mary and and. Uh, um, well, me and Mary will get the trip, Chuck. You think she'll get What? What about? What do you think about Starship Julie? Uh, Jubilee. Heck of a claim. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't want any part of that horse in this race at all. You're 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 you're, you're tossing. Tossed. Could say a good Daddy. trip, Chuck. You could say a good trip. Go mm -hmm. inside, go off the speed. So it'll be forward, I would imagine, on the stretch out. Yeah, I mean, she, she can get them on the three sixteens. She was beat fair, you know, fair, you know, on the square and the Diana, four lengths. I mean, can she make up those four lengths 
Hakeem. I don't know, but you never really want to count this mare out. She's made over you know, $2 million, and she's 19 for 38. I can understand, you know, not liking her in here, maybe not thinking she classes up, but man, she answers all the questions. I mean, they ran her in the, you know, the board by mile last time against boys, and they cut her back, and nobody really gave her a chance to air it. Yeah, I mean, she beat March the Arch and War Will, but two solid Colts. Sister Charlie's been kind of a disappointment in her in her both start you know her starts this year, but she is a filly that that won the Breeders' Cup last year, um, or two thousand eighteen, excuse me, uh, last time it was in Kentucky, um, and finished third last year. But uh, I mean, she's definitely going to appreciate the stretch out. <laughs> if anybody is, she will. I, I mean, I almost wrote her off. I mean, those three races this year were very disappointing, although. I can say she was really up against the pace last time. Um, you know, with Russian Fall and me married, she didn't have a chance. She needed some, some more kick up front and just didn't get it. Um, so maybe getting away from Saratoga might be the best thing for her. And at 6-1, to one, it, you know, you kind of, like, you can't leave that horse off of any kind of multi-race bets because... She's, she's just too good. She's never been six to class. one. Yeah, right. Ever. Um, I mean, you rarely get more than, you know, you, you rarely get more than six to five on her for years. And she doesn't run very much, but, uh, I mean, she never, never runs bad, ever. So, I mean, she's 16 for 17, one, two, three. I mean, could she sit a trip behind the speed and pick him up? I don't know. That's uh, what speed. <laughs> well, you know, Mean Mary and 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 uh, Rushing Falls are gonna they're gonna set a decent enough pace. I just don't see a whole lot of speed. You know, Chuck, a horse that I wanted to really like drew the worst possible post, and that's a fourteen tying effort. Oh, that's that's my social studies teacher. Mrs. Harrington trains that one. Mrs. Harrington. Yeah. No, she's a, you know, she was second to magical, second to Tarnawa. I mean, she's keeping tremendous company. And three-year-old fillies from Europe that come to the United States to yeah. run always do very well this time of the year. Well, maybe she but can... That is brutal. Maybe she can work out a trip, but she's going to be... She's going to be a good price. I I don't see her at eight to one. I can see her at double that price. Both feel peaceful. I I think this was a post. This was a a, a horse that, um, Cayenne Pepper's odds were determined before she drew post fourteen. For sure. For sure. You know, I I think if you you reexamine it, I I think she's fifteen to one. So. What about fifteen to one? I think I think fifteen to one. Yeah. I think you're gonna get it. I think I think you'll get it from this in this race. There's just too many other horses that drew well, that have good form, that that'll take more money, and I think she'll be a forgotten kind of horse. Yeah. I don't know what you do with the three horse here. It just ran a inexplicably bad race last time at Newmarket. Yeah, comes Ed Ed Vlasics. Aiden O'Brien's had quite a year. 
between running the wrong horses, between uh, <laughs> having to scratch all the horses because they they self <laughs> they were getting themselves positive tests by mistake, to having a horse break down in the Melbourne Cup, to have it, it's been a it's been a tough year for that guy, man. You don't you don't often feel sympathy for a a, a, a you know he's he's kind of like the uh, the WalMarts of trainers, and then he's just got everything and got a barn full of Galileos and but man that guy's had a tough run I mean seriously like any one of those things happening is kind of like a like a real embarrassment but for the for the guy to have to scratch his entire group at, including horses that look like they were um you know gonna be favored in grade one races on on arc day and um and, and then uh, have that you know unbelievable incident where they switched the horses they switched the saddle towels and they had the wrong jockeys on the horses i mean uh you know that that's just like that's something that has to happen to thistle downs you know like it's not 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 a, a track not not with the horse the aiden o'brien horse and and you know last night unfortunately the the melbourne cup he had the horse that uh anthony van dyke who who, who broke down but um I mean, I think you just draw a line through that race, and and Ryan Moore's is here to ride. He, I know he's riding other for the horses for them, but the horse is always, always a, a contender in all those Grade One races. Never has run a bad race, and I'm sure there's some reason why she ran bad, and, and they're just wheeling her right back. So she she's another one to probably take take a little bit of money. I think Cayenne Pepper might be the play it. Fifteen to one or higher. With 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 Mick Foley in the bike. Oh. <laughs> All right. Breeders' Cup Sprint. The regular sprint. This race, at, at first glance, it's kind of uh, almost stunning that there's so little true speed in here. That you would find it hard to believe that you get a 14 horse field of sprinters going three quarters and only a couple of them actually prefer to be on the lead jay you were uh you can recuse yourself if you'd like but uh since you're riding in the race <laughs> leg up what do, what do we think of Ferrandi Fire? Do I have a shot? Absolutely. That's what I like right to hear, style. my man. Right running style. That's, that's really the key. And coming in, into the race very, very good. So. Yeah, the horse is really doing well. I, you know, I get to see him every day at Belmont. And uh, he, he couldn't be doing any better. You know, everyone's going to say that about all their horses, but I mean, this horse came out of the Vosburg as good as anyone could hope. And if you really dissect the horse, other than a couple of efforts on sloppy tracks, he usually comes with a solid race. And I think he drew well. And if we could get a good, clean trip, you know, right off the speed, I think he's gonna fire his shot. You know whether it's good enough to win, we'll find out. But uh, I like her chances. 
I like a horse in this race. Me too. I know who you like. Yeah. I like Yapon. I like you. I, I really I, going out on a limb there. Four <laughs> for four a horse. Uh, I need to be favorite. I, I just I think he's... is going to be the favorite. I just think he's going to out-sprint him early. And he's a three-year-old. He's improving. He gets he gets a couple pounds. And uh, I, I like Rosario on the lead. I think he's better on the lead. And there's just... There's just not that much pace pressure to, to be put on him. And I don't think he's going to have to go a ridiculously fast half. But I, I just, uh, I, I'm not sure. There'll be a lot of shuffling behind him, people trying to get into position. But like I, I don't like Vacoma at all. I don't like post 14. I don't like the fact that the horse ran <clears throat> ran great and then they just essentially stopped running him. Um, you know, I, I don't like the cutback that much. Um, I just, uh, I, I can't, I mean, the horse hasn't run three quarters since he broke his maiden two years ago. And I just don't like his, the way, his, his pattern of racing this year. And that he won, um, you know, it was kind of a workmanlike win, his comeback race in the Sir Shackleton. And, and then he was, he was. He was super in the um, in the Carter, which which I don't know that the Carter was the world's best field, but um, you know his his uh, his Met Mile was was really good too, um, but I I just don't I I, I can't use I, I can't use him on a ticket. And he's got to be the biggest bet against on the card. Yeah, you would think. I don't even. I, I, honestly, I wish he drew an inside post, so that there wouldn't be the all the the hand wringing about. Oh my God, did you post fourteen? I just don't. I think this is an unusual spot, and uh, I I was uh, he was a play against for me before he drew post fourteen, and I, I just don't. I don't like him at all on here, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and. Uh, you know, it's been wrong an awful lot before, but uh, this is—I uh, I don't like—I don't like the spot at all for him. Very... I don't like the spot for a lot of these horses anyway. Um, th this this kind of race screamed chaos to me, um, and and there was two horses that are huge prices, or probably will be pretty huge prices. I, I mean, Diamond Oops is one of them. And they have an eight to one morning line, and I don't, I don't know, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think he's gonna be higher than that. And the other one is right outside of him, Hog Creek Hustle, who I will probably get all of that thirty to one. It's just, it's just a race that can go a lot of different ways. You know, you even have a horse like CZ Rocket on the inside that. I would think would want to show a lot more speed than he's been showing just to get himself in position, kind of get past the the slower horses to his outside, the three and the four and the five. Um, 
Frank's Rocket will probably show speed. I kind of saw it uh, more speedy than you did, um, especially with Vekoma way outside. They have to go. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough race to, to kind of figure, and that's that's usually when I kind of default to, to something really crazy happening. And um, I like Diamond Hoops. It's just been a hard knocker. Um, one at Keeneland last time out, seemingly in preparation for this spot, I mean, um, I don't know. Things might, might come together for him for a change. No worries that in the Phoenix he ran down a horse by the name of Empire Gold, who was 51-1 to and basically a non-entity coming out of Texas and had to work hard to beat him. That's what I thought initially, but then I went back and I looked at his other races, and he kind of runs the same way. It wasn't an aberration. Like, you know, uh, it, he just looks like he labors, but he ends up winning. He's like a grinder type that doesn't have a huge turn of foot. He just has to get clear. And he might be able to do that from the post he has because Pacoma's going to just blow right by him early. Um which is what I think they're kind of anticipating or hoping that that does happen. And he may just fall into the, the, the excellent, you know, three wide trip and just kind of run everybody down. As long as he doesn't get anybody in his way, he might be tough. I don't know if you heard the news, but apparently MyRacehorse.com has bought into Collusion Illusion. Oh, great. And now he's worth really? Yes, and that so his, he'll it, probably open the favorite then, right? His, his value is now is now forty seven million dollars. I think every yeah. horse that they run opens two thousand owners. Yeah. 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 And they all bet two dollars to win, and you know, boom, first flash, they're the favorite. I didn't think that the New York sprinters were were real strong this year, but I thought the California sprinters were really not strong this year. It's not a good year for sprinters. It's, there's been nobody that's taken the... I mean, CZ Rockets won a couple of races out on the West Coast, but there's been no one consistently good all year. And uh, and that shows in the field. And that's, that's Were you guys surprised that Frank's Rocket went here instead of the Philly Bears sprint? Yes. I wasn't surprised once I heard they were considering it. And I think they talked themselves into the... Um, the the Philly Amer Sprint had a lot of speed, a lot of dedicated speed, and um, this race didn't. I don't really give her a shot. Uh, her much, hey, what kind of trip is she gonna pull in here? I, I she's gonna chase. She's just gonna chase. And anyway. she's she's off the board. Though. Yeah, I I don't I don't like her in here. Simple. Yeah. I don't like her in here. I, I didn't honestly. I, I, honestly, too. I didn't like her in the other race either. <laughs> I mean, um, Phillies do really well in the Breeders' Cup sprint, you know, as evidenced over the years by, you know, very subtle, near Farah, yeah. safely kept. But those were, you know, exceptional, exceptional Phillies. I, I don't really know that this Philly is exceptional. I mean, she's won, you know, four in a row, five of her last six. She's but, got she's got Reagan's you know, edges number, that's for sure. Yeah, thanks. She, that was me, you know, both times. Appreciate that. Sorry, Buzz. <laughs> I mean, she's not a bad horse. I, I just don't. I, I I just don't see her 
getting a, a the trip she needs to get and and I just don't know that she's good enough and she's going to have to step way up and and it it's uh I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of her in this spot at all. Uh let's take one last break and we'll get back to the big two. Let's go, man. All right. We're back for the uh Breeders' Cup FanDuel Mile on the turf. And this is a uh this is a race with a lot of Europeans in it. Um, Barry, what were your your thoughts about uh, about this this event? It's a, it's a complete toss up. I mean, you have a horse in digital age who you would think wouldn't even like this distance. Really, would want to go longer rather than shorter. Um, and then you have others such as Circus Maximus, who has quite a nice little resume going. Kamiko, who's, uh, you know, kind of on, on his way up. Um, it can go a lot of ways, and, and a lot of the better horses, or at least the American horses, drew outside. So it, it, it's really, you know, it's really hard to get a, a read on how this race is going to be run. Um especially since you know typically this this race you know the pace is is usually pretty quick i I don't know i mean this was one i I just had no clue where to start and no clue where to finish to be honest i really didn't have an opinion in um you know like multi-race bets i'm probably gonna go pretty deep here like six six deep jay uh it seems like the 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 horses who would you would think would be either on the lead or 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 just attending the pace are all drawn outside. Um, do any of these European horses look like they they have enough speed to stay close? Well, I guess you're talking about Halliday and Factor This, who definitely have to both be forward, and one would think that the early pace will definitely be honest, to say the least. And to answer your question about the Europeans, yes. And that horse is the two, Cameco, who is a very nice son of Kitten's Joy. And if you break him down, Chuck, on his races this year, he wins the Guineas, you know, first start as a three-year-old, going the mile distance on good to firm turf, which is probably the type of ground that we'll have on Saturday. And he defeated a horse named Pinatubo, who was the two-year-old champion, and everyone thought he would be, you know, some type of super horse. And it turns out he's, he's a nice horse, but he's probably not exactly what they thought. So then they run Chemical in the, in the Investic Derby, going a mile and a half, which was... You know, he goes off the favorite, and it was a funny race, Chuck, because the horse that wound up winning the race was a horse named Serpentine for Aiden O'Brien, and he was the pacemaker. And he opened up, yeah, he opened up like, I don't know, like a 16-month lead and just kept going, Chuck. Yeah, I remember that. So, yeah, Cameco just doesn't really want to go that far. And he came back in the Sussex Stakes against Circus Maximus, and Siskin, who are both in today's race. And he had a tough trip, Chuck. He was uh, he was locked up on the inside, had nowhere to run, and after the race, Oyson Murphy took all the blame. 
and blamed himself. So then they came back in the Judd Modern and Nashville against Gaiath and Magical and Lord North, three really good horses. Again, a distance that's probably a little too far for him at the end of the day. And they brought him back in a little group two race. And who shows up in there but Ben Bottle, who's a really good horse. And he was able to handle him, and I love this horse, Chuck. I really think he's going to get a good trip, saving ground off the speed, going a distance, which is in his wheelhouse, on ground that he prefers. There's a lot to like, Jay. It sounds I'm glad like you're in green. You, I sold you. You you sold me right <laughs> away. The only thing, Chuck, I wish we had the Lasix. Yeah. Which he doesn't, so that does bother me a little bit. True. True. That's all right. It'll be a solid price. He should be. You know, what do you think? Of, looking at five, six to one. Five. I'm looking at five to one, Chuck. Five to one. We're, I'll be real happy with five to one. It'll be I fine. Be the, I'll be hitting the repeat button a few times at five to one. I think a lot of these horses are going to be five to one. <laughs> yeah, Ivor was being was is, is he the is he the morning line favorite at four to one? Um, yeah, that's that's a bad line, Chuck. I do not see Ivor being the favorite in this race. He was explosive in the Shadwell turf mile over the strip, over this Keeneland course. That was a race that they had taken blinkers off of him. And, mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he ran well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a horse that's got a fine record. He's five out of seven. But I don't really think he's ever faced these type of horses. I mean, he beat Raging Bullen without parole. Right. Good luck. All right, let's move on to the to the distaff. I have an opinion here, and, uh -huh. and I'm sure people will call me stupid, but I don't like Swiss Skydiver. I don't like her to win. I don't like her to run second, and she might not run third. What's your theory? My theory is that at some point, all the efforts, all the travel, all the workouts, everything is going to take its toll. And she ran significantly faster last time than she had ever run. And, you know, she was dismissed. Everyone kind of uh, has gotten a short memory in it. She was 11 to 1 in that race. Um, Heck, he couldn't even get a rider for her. <laughs> it, exactly. It, it was like everybody was figuring she was about to tail off. Kentucky Oaks wasn't a bad race, but it wasn't a great race. Um, you know, she had a little bit of an excuse, and then kind of that excuse kind of disappeared when she got a similar trip that, that you know, that won the race for her. Um, can't say that she won't be inside horses because then, you know, she won inside horses. But I just think that Robbie Alvarado's got a lot of pressure on him. He doesn't have many top mounts anymore. This is his, his big mount for this this weekend and I, I just think that he's going to be he's going to ride her a little too overconfidently maybe use her a little more early than he should and and I'm guessing that today is the day that that the things go backwards and I might be wrong but I also think that she's going to bounce off of her last race 
And I like I like horses improving in these races. I don't like horses that, that I think are going to regress. And I don't think she's going to match that last race. I really don't. At the end of a long campaign. And you know, a lot of times horses eat up. They train great. And then they don't run any good. And everybody kind of scratches their head. And then after the race, oh, well, she had a fever, this, that, the other thing. I'm taking a stand. And I'll either look like a, an idiot or I'll look like a genius. <coughs> and I'm probably somewhere closer in the middle. But um, I think there's a couple horses in here that, that are a little better than they might get credit for because they don't win a lot. I'm talking about Ollie's Candy. Um, I think Valiance is a horse who's who's gotten better, um, who's improving. And that's what I want. I want a horse that's, that's improving coming into this race. Monomoy Girl certainly is a deserving favorite, but my question with her is, um, and, and I think she's by far the most likely winner, my question with her is that she's been very, very carefully handled. And, um, you know, she she just hasn't been, she hasn't had much pressure put on her, and, and she's probably a couple lengths better than the rest of this field anyways. Um, I, I just think, uh, I'm going to take a stand against Swiss, Di Swiss Skydiver at a short price and, uh, and we'll go from there. Very, very interesting. I personally tend to agree with you as far as Swiss Skydiver is concerned. Um, but looking at the rest of this field... There really aren't any finishers here, you know. Um, nobody that 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 I can say, you know what? I think this horse is just going to be coming hard at the end. I could be wrong. Clearly, I am more than I'm right. But you know, I can't bet a horse like Ollie's Candy, who's a chronic second place finisher. Valiance, I, I just don't think is fast enough. Point of Honor is not fast enough. Lady Kate is not fast enough. So a skydiver. Her campaign this year kind of looks like, at least, you know, form-wise, looks like Monomoy Girl's whole body of work. But, again, there's that fear that she's she's ready to tail off. Um, Dunbar Road, is, to me, is kind of underachieved, and that's crazy to say because she's won a million dollars. Um, Harvest Moon is on the way up. That was one that really caught my eye. Um and CC really hasn't been seen since Oakland. So Harvest Moon is one that I, I like, you know, underneath Monomoy Girl and also um, Horologist, who is kind of riding a high right now. And I, I think that horse may pair up and, and run another good race. Jay? Kind of surprised that Swiss Skydiver didn't go into Classic. Was anyone else surprised about that? I thought they would try for Horse of the Year. Honestly, I, that, I, I thought he. I thought she could win. I thought I thought he was going to go into Classic. I really did. Yeah, I, I think if if, if Midnight Bisu and Vexatious uh, they they hadn't dropped out, I think she might have. But I think he looked at this race. He said, "Hey, Monomoy Girls, the horse to beat." But like, I'm not going to run from one horse and. Maybe um, the classic will be won by 
uh, by my standards or or uh, Tom's the tot, you're not going to give the horse horse of the year with two wins. So, you know, like maybe that was the, th the thought was that I like my chances against Monomoy Girl better than my chances against four or five of those there. If I win and, and uh, 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 by my standards wins, um, someone other than authentic, uh, uh, someone other than the Baffert horses or Tis the Law, I, I can still be horse of the year. But I, I, I just, you know, they show the videos of her eating and this and that. <laughs> You know, like, at some point, most of them tail off. And I, mean, I, I thought she was starting... If was going to tail off, it would be her after the previous. I mean, she was a right. wrenching win. I, I thought she was tailing off a little bit coming out of the derb or the Oaks, and I was wrong. But I'm going to double down and say off of that race that that she that, that that it takes something i i think it's going to take something out of authentic as well I, I think authentic i don't like him in this race the the classic either i don't want to foreshadow but i i think that race was really really fast those horses really extended themselves uh far far more than they had um i know in the thoroughgraph sheets authentic ran a negative three he had never broken a zero and um with Skydiver had uh, run a negative, I think, one and a half, and she had never broken anything near that. And I, I can just see reactions, and um, and I think if I can get her off the board, I don't care who runs second or third. I'm going to get paid. Yes. You get her off the board. I mean, you see, see people talking about singling her, and I'm thinking to myself, my God. What? Yeah. Yeah, so. so. I thought the race was pretty basic. I thought that Monomoy Girl was the best horse. And on top of being the best horse, she's going to get the best trip. Yeah. Because she's, she's a mare that wants to be in the clear. She doesn't want dirt in her face. There's not a ton of speed signed on here. She's going to get the position that she likes. Probably off of, like, Lady Kate. And I just don't really see anybody being able to beat her. Yeah, I, I agree. I hate to beat her chalk-eating dog, but... No, I, I hear you. I just think I, she's... She may have won the race at the draw. I think she's a, right. I think exactly. she's a cut above the rest of these horses. And I, I really don't see a big difference between the... You take Swiss Skydiver out of the equation. I don't see a big difference between the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. They they all, to me, are, are horses that could run second and third. And the best thing about Monomoy Girl is they haven't been to the well on her all year. No, she's been no, very, no, very lightly. She's probably sitting on her best race. This is, this is the race they've been pointing for ever since they brought her back and they ran her in an allowance race, and they've, they've really... You know, pointed for this this race, and uh, you know. The sad she, thing is, she goes into sale after this. I mean, wouldn't you keep her and breed her? If we can make enough money, I'm betting we'll just buy her ourselves. No, I'm down with that. I'm gonna send her to that Japanese place, Nagano, and run her over there in an allowance race. Oh, this should be tough. Yeah. I like her in that spot. All right. Now, speaking of morning lines, how uh, how is Arklow five to one in the Breeders' Cup turf? Sir, the the Arklow slander needs to stop. Arklow was six <laughs> to one in the Kentucky Turf Cup. 
Well, he's one for one in blinkers, so they think the blinkers really did the trick. You know? I think. I think somebody I think, does. I think Mike Battaglia had blinkers on when he did the morning line. Yeah, I agree with that. He had the blinkers on right from <laughs> Jump Street. Uh, I like Terwana. I don't care. I like her. I like Dermot Weld. I like Sumian. I like her post. And uh, I like she's a three-year-old. I like she's getting Lasix. And uh, I think the American horses pretty much stink. Um, what? They stink. These are bad horses. Beating other bad horses doesn't make you a good horse. It just makes you the best of the bad. Um, I, I guess Magical will be... I mean, you think Magical will be the favorite? I hope good so. Chance. Yeah, probably good chance. Good chance. Because I don't want magical here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big magical backer here either. But um. But I I don't like any American horses in this race. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Yeah, if there was a race that a foreign horse was gonna win. I'm with you. This is it. Yeah. Because um, I agree 100% about your theory on the American horses in this division. They are not good. I mean, if Channel Maker is one of the best that we have, I know. I just. That's why, you know, buyers, to me, they're just so ridiculous. I mean, he paired up 108 last time. How? Tell me, explain to me how. It, it, the best trip ever, twice. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't know how they. I, mean, I don't know how a soft trip mile and a half and two thirty four can ever equal one hundred eight buyer. Um, I just don't know what scale was used there, but I mean, Channel Maker uh, is uh, he? Yes, he's in good form, but the horses he's beating aren't any good. It's a, the, the American turf horses stink. Yeah. Oh, that hurts my feelings. I know you're because a, I like an American horse in this race. I know you're a true American hero, Barry. But who do you like? I am. Now? I like United. Fly United. Fly the friendly skies. <laughs> <laughs> of all the Americans, definitely the best one. Well, uh, probably going to get the price I want. The one thing about United is United is consistent. That horse never doesn't fire. And that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, um, that's one thing I don't like about United is uh, he doesn't win by big margins, typically. He's a nose-neck head guy. He runs great. I mean, you know, I I just keep thinking about um, last year when... I really thought he was going to beat bricks and mortar. Yeah, I mean, you have to, you're not going to get fifty-one to one, probably, but uh, no, no, he, he's of, mean, of of the American horses. He would be the one that that you certainly could make the best case for. Um, you know, he he's he's never ventured outside of California, so I mean, certainly the turf out there is is usually firm, firm, which. It'll probably be more of good for him, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't disagree that he has a a chance of of being there. But I don't like anybody else from from this country. 
And there's not, and honestly, there, there's not there's there's not very many horses from this country in the race. No, there isn't. Rightfully so, I guess, because of the everything involved. But uh, the ten horse, I, I I thought the morning line was a little too short on Mogul. Yeah, it comes out of the big Grade One win over there, and I don't. The morning lines were a little bit bizarre. I, I just don't agree with doing a morning line before you do a post-position draw, especially when, when you're talking about big fields. If you're talking about five and six horse fields, it doesn't make that big of a difference, but uh, there was a couple of them that I think he he really needed to adjust afterwards because of post-positions, either good or bad. And I guess, again, it doesn't really matter. If you don't like the, po if you don't like the morning line, it'd probably play in your favor, but... Uh, but we'll go. We'll go. We'll move on to the classic, the race that'll probably get more exposure talk, uh, um, analysis than than any other. And I'm sure everyone's gonna lead with "Tis the law drew inside." Oh my God! What are we gonna do? He got beat, and then we're gonna get maximum security drew post ten and authentics inside. Oh my God! What's Baffert gonna do? And uh, I think Tis the Law is going to... I mean, Tis the Law always breaks sharp. He always breaks sharp. And and, and Frankel usually takes him back a little bit. Um, I think he, he's going to tell him, if you break sharp, let him run into that first turn, make the other two speed horses on the outside work to clear you, and then take up a position uh, third on the outside, which is probably the trip that he wants anyways and if he breaks sharp enough and he forces the hand of the outside horses and I think John Velasquez will be a lot more aggressive trying to get to the lead than he was in the Preakness and and there, there's um, I, I know there's a lot of hand wringing about Baffert having the two speed horses in the race I, I just don't know um I just don't know how that's gonna work out. I really don't. I think he's gonna. I think Authentic will be on the lead, and I think Maximum Security be be lapped on him. Jay, what, what like? How do you think they're gonna handle that? Well, the thing that I don't necessarily agree with on your assessment with Tis the Law getting outside is a horse like Global Campaign is gonna show speed. And that might stop him from getting off the inside. Do you think Global Campaign's fast enough to, to keep him in? Yeah, I do. I think that he's got to be in the top four going into the first turn. Yeah, that yeah, could be. Yeah, that's fair. Could be. But I think that's got to be the... I don't see the law getting outside, Chuck. I, I think uh, that, I that's got to be their plan. I mean, it has to be the plan. How? how? I mean, he's not going to, you know, it's not a remote control car. No, but it, it, you have a long run to the first, and the horse breaks sharp, Jay. I mean, you watch, go back Which and watch his races. He always it's breaks sharp. I, I think a he, sharp break here is going to work against I, him. I don't know, because you've got a long. They're all coming over from the outside. But you have a long run to the turn. It's not like you're running right to the turn. You have a long run to get position. And if the field spreads itself out a little bit, Maybe you can do it. I mean, honestly, Tis the Law is an underlay at, at uh, 
Yeah, like, what's the one. difference? Even if he gets outside, he's still not winning. Right? I mean, he, he's he's an underlaid. I I wouldn't couldn't figure out why he was three to one and authentic was six to one. I I, I was Tom Dutas six to one. I don't like <laughs> I don't like Tom's Dutas at any price. No, but I'm just saying, why is he six to one? I mean, he's not gonna probably do that price on the thing. Home team, that's why I I think. I don't, I don't like know. Tom. I don't like seven year olds trying to do something that they've never done before. I don't like Tom's Dutas. I don't know. I just don't like him. I think everyone's overvaluing that that poor break at Saratoga. Um. I don't think a mile and a quarter is really his game. Now, obviously, Al Stahl hasn't thought it's his game because he almost never tried it over five campaigns. Um, I, I, just, I just don't like him. I think he's a, a horse that, if you bet him, the, the, the only race uh, that of his, in my mind, that wins this race is Stephen Foster. And it, it was an ideal setup. I mean, it was a... A slow pace race that he just freaked in, and 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 he he ran well in the Whitney to recover, but I mean this wasn't like uh, um, you know Seattle slew and affirmed here. This was I don't know. I, I don't like him at all. I I've never liked him. I, I like by my standards more than I like him, and I don't know that by my standards wants to go a mile and a quarter. Um, At least you get a good price on by my standards. He got him ten to one morning line. I thought he'd be twenty to one morning line. Uh, Tactitus, I don't even want to talk about him. Title ready, I don't well, want to talk you, about. What is Tactitus going to do though? Is Tactitus going to try to? No, he's to show some pace. No, he's slow as molasses. He's a donkey. I don't know. He'll save the ground, and yeah. he might want to try to get, <laughs> get himself clear. He's going to be six throughout. Yeah, I mean he's slower than. Than some of the speed outside of them. It'll it'll say save ground faltered. (laughs) No kick. Yeah. He's he's just tactless. If he wins, I'll just well it'll be over. But I'll just never bet another racehorse again. Yeah, I I I just you know what's funny is, um, I just don't like the way that, um, Bob Baffert has been training maximum security he just basically flips his training style since he came from service and tried to get speed out of him in the morning and i don't necessarily think that's what maximum security wants to do well you know he has and finally started to show speed in the morning yeah, his, he, his he, last he, few last works, works some of his works short. this this summer were like painful to watch i mean he, he was getting outworked by the entry mate by the workmate. And and you could see the guy in the workmate trying to, you know, trying to let him pass. And he just, I mean, service would work the horse, like, they wouldn't even, he would just two-minute lick him. I mean, they wouldn't even be works. And, uh, I mean, Baffert just doesn't train that way. But he's finally showing something in the morning. And he's not having to be, like, like whipped into into going um, fast. And he's passing his entry mates with... So I don't know what to make of it. I mean, his last race, he kind of stalled on the outside. He never looked comfortable. I, I, I don't know that, you know, he's... he's. I just think that with, with Authentic inside him, I think Authentic is, is, is a little bit faster than him. Um, I think so, too. I got a question about maximum security. Yes. How come his Saudi Cup money is counted? <laughs> I, get, I guess yeah, it's counted. Yeah, they're going to take that out. I guess it's it's counted until there's a ruling. 
of some sort. So right, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think that they'll ever pay him. I think that they'll, they're just gonna say, well, no. But um, because I mean, if they're, if they're, if, then then yes, you, you get, you get like the annuity check. But um, I don't think they'll. If if they're waiting for some sort of uh, proof from a trial, I, I don't. I think they're. they're I don't. I don't think they're gonna. Time. I don't think they're gonna get it. And this this trial might wind up being a two or three year thing. I mean, they're not. They're barely doing any trials. Everything is so backed up. There's a lot of criminals in the Southern District of New York. <laughs> they got a lot of cases. <laughs> you know, this isn't the only case they got. I mean, this is probably one of the the, the least important cases that they're handling. That, you know, yeah. so so um, I mean, you you have and and this is not a defense of anyone, but you have two first time offenders that are looking at you know maximum of five years in jail. We're not talking like uh, like the Lifetime. No, these these aren't like terrorists that got rooted out from uh, Iraq. You know, this is this isn't the grand jury. No, so this is going to take a while, and and uh, I I don't think they'll ever pay. I really don't. I think that that's going to be a one day they're just going to make the decision not to pay, and if nobody asks about it, it's just not going to happen. Or they make some kind of announcement that uh, based on integrity according to the Saudi rules of racing and you know Saudis have their own rules I mean Jay your your jock is written over there a lot they do what they want so they yeah, change the names of the horses and everything if they move me up I'll be happy yeah. <laughs> I mean we haven't talked at all about improbable the favorite the favorite exactly <laughs> I don't know what to make of him either I mean I, I was sour on him before he got a perfect trip win the last time, and I don't I don't tend to bet horses like that back. I mean, he got an exquisite trip. It couldn't have got any better for him than his last race in the Awesome again. He, um, he, he got perfect trips all his races this year. I mean, Tom's the top beat him on the square at Oaklawn, and he, he's gotten, I, you know, I, I know he acted up in the gate in Saratoga, and the assistant started did a great job to, to essentially save the race for him. But then he got a perfect trip in his next race, and I mean, he's a horse I always bet against. I've never bet a horse like this. I always bet against him, but the race could fall into his hands again. He might, he might just trip out again. Well, he had a problem passing horses back, you know, um, in his three-year-old season. He just wouldn't go by anybody that was worthy um and this year i guess you know a lot of pace dynamics worked in his favor you know um actually all four of his races this year he got excellent trips like you said i don't know if he's gonna get back here because the way i saw it is you know my theory being that maximum security isn't as fast as he used to be um the inside horse, Tis the Law, doesn't really want to be on the lead. And I think Authentic may just fall into that lone speed spot and kind of have things his own way. And if, if that does happen, he's going to be tough, even if he does regress a little off his last race. I, I still think that if, he, if he's able to kind of control and dictate the pace, he can kind of do what he wants. Um, 
but he's got to go to the front. He he can't do what what he did in the Preakness and kind of sit off and and, and wait. I, I don't know. You know, I wish I I got a good explanation on why that ride was the way it was. Um, I thought it was way too passive for a horse that was doing great coming into that race. Um, so hopefully they they learn something from that. And there's a there's this distinct possibility that authentic could be lone speed here, which is crazy. You know, it's it's, it's not out of the not out of the question it really isn't i mean maximum security has not shown the early lick that he had um under his other trainer and uh i mean he kind of grinded it out in saudi you know he, he he didn't i mean honestly he really never looked like a winner in that race until the final final part of just the final 50, 30 yards of the race um yeah he kind of rebroke at, at you know with a with like 300 yards left. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Uh, I, I don't like his chances in this race because I just don't have any type of... I, I just don't see him getting the trip he wants. And if he wins, he wins, but he won't be with, with any of my dollars. As a matter of fact, by this time and in, in, uh, over the two-day <laughs> card, I, I might I might have already opened up the Pompano's opening day program to check out Sunday night's races. <laughs> I heard you like uh, Sanzeri in the sixth. Joe Sanzeri, baby. <laughs> it's perfect proof that you can like deliver pizzas your whole life and become a harness driver. He's a nice I'm like, I, I want that maneuver. <clears throat> I want to do that. I'd like a pizza yeah. right now. I'm so, I'm so hungry, you can't even believe it. Uh, but um, I don't know. I, I, the 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 classic to me is like a toss up race and. I mean, Jay, you mentioned global um, uh, campaign. Campaign. I mean, do you give him any prayer in here? No. I wonder if he would have been he better just, off. Going... He gave kids the law's way. That's about it. But he, he might have been. <laughs> he, he might have been better off going. Uh, going, the going in, in the, the in mile. the in the grade two mile. Uh, people gonna say yeah, stop, stop calling power. it a grade two. It's not grade one. You know, power. With higher power. I mean, it ships all over the place, and he needs a higher power. <laughs> yeah, he just, you know, likes to dance all the dances. I guess. I mean, he's having an atrocious year compared to last year. Yeah, he was the favorite in the Pegasus. Yeah. He's going to stud after this yeah, race. He he's going to stud. I don't know if anybody's clamoring for those higher power babies. But I don't know, more power I don't know. to him. He seems to me to be the kind of stud that'll be standing in Turkey in 2024. But um, <laughs> yeah, he he's just kind of he just kind of runs with the pack. You know, again, a horse I'd like to own, wouldn't mind training. Made a million and a half, and he's never really, you know, he's run like one good race his whole life. Title ready's kind of in the same boat. This is like the Dallas Stewart, uh. Uh, Hail Mary trying to he's done it before but the, the when he has the, you couldn't have picked him before the race or after the race and this one's in the same boat as that one it's, there you go he's gonna, it, that, that's the, the trifecta right there this, this one this one he's gonna hit the try this one's not by Lemon Drop Kid though so I don't know if the magic is gonna be there well this is your theory like 
with the Breeders' Crown. If the race wasn't in Keeneland, it wouldn't be in here. That 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 is true. That is very That's true. true. As a matter of fact, Swiss Skydiver is the, the the party girl hill of of the Saturday card. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Party girl. Oh man, that still hurts my feelings. <laughs> still. It's funny. A month. I had five dollar pick threes going through that horse. Uh, uh, and, can you imagine a month a month ago the the argument about the, the the harness horse of the year was Ramona Hill, Tall Dark Stranger, or Party Girl Hill, and here you are a month later, and if you had said none of them are going to win on on Breeders' Crown Day, you would have said there's no way they could all lose. One of them didn't even make it, and the other two lost. One lost to a two hundred to one shot. So I guess that kind of says you know what anything can happen sometimes. True. The two hundred to one shot. I'm still kind of shaking my head about baffled, that. Baffled, baffled. It always sucks when you hate a horse uh, that, that's going to be two to five, and 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 the horse loses, and you still can't come up with a horse because he's two hundred to one. <laughs> two hundred to one. Oh boy. Well, there'll be no two hundred to one shots winning in the Breeders' Cup. Oh, uh, you just cursed it, bro. <laughs> Listen, I can fairly say there will be no 200 to one shots winning anywhere in America for the next decade because I don't know that there's been a 200 to one shot. It's it's hard to be 200 to one. It's almost never a horse that's 200 to one in a race. I mean, there's some horses that run in the Derby, right? And the Derby's a 17, 18, 20 horse field that have no prayer. That should be two or 300 to one. And they're only 60 to one. They go off, they go off 27 to one. And the horse, you know, you should put a zero next to it. So to just to go off a two hundred to one is it's a hard thing. Yeah. But to win at it. Well, guys, I appreciate uh, going over the card. Jay, I know you you your your jock's got some mounts in the undercard, and you have of course the fire in the sprint. So good luck to you guys. Thanks. Uh, Gonna need it. Well, it's better to be lucky than to be good. That's right. That's for sure. Yeah, I've proven that my entire career. <laughs> I got I got a big push on a horse in the first on Saturday. Kind of lightly raced horse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard about that. Two. Yeah. He's going to win two. Yeah. Free square. In the pick five. Maybe pick four. He'll probably lose. If he loses, then you know it's going to be chaos. It'll be, it'll be a chaos day. That that will definitely set the tone. And what's first post time? Like seven thirty in the morning. I'll tell you one thing. I I know it's it's further west than where we are, but man, it was awful dark today at five thirty. Oh man, that hurts my feelings too. Oh god, it is. Not me, because I get up early, so it's nice and light out. If 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 we get a couple, uh, you know, races where there's some some inquiries or some delays of some sort, this they might need coal miners' hats to to finish the classic, and no no lights at Keeneland. That's a that's actually a, a pretty good like prop bet is to see if the stewards get involved in any of these races. God, I hope not. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they aren't. I, I've had enough rants about stewards for the year. I'm trying to get through the calendar year 2020 without any more stewards rants. 
And there haven't been any egregious decisions the last few weeks, so maybe the stewards are getting better. But uh, well, yeah, but maybe it's the calm before the storm. Maybe no, nice. right? We got we got a bunch of fourteen horse two year old races <laughs> coming up. With, right. So anything can happen. Anything can happen in those those events. But uh, it, it's you know like we're gonna get good weather, which is a good thing, and um, you know it's it's better that uh, I mean this, these races would be complete chaos if it poured down rain and the turf was soft and this track was sloppy but um we'll see what happens and i mean i think there's a lot of good contentious races it's there's not a lot of chalk um there looks like there's some beatable favorites for sure and uh and uh, we'll you know hopefully let's uh, hope the dirt track plays fair because we all know sometimes keen would be keen oh yeah i guess it's a conveyor belt yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you have to look at the undercard races to kind of figure out. Of course, the first race on Saturday might not tell us much if the if Nashville wins because he looks like he, he looks like he could win that race with uh, yeah carrying the uh, backwards man moonwalk and <laughs> still win. Yeah, so now if if he struggles, maybe maybe the the speed won't be good. But like Jay said. It, there's been far more instances of speed being golden at Keeneland than vice versa. So hopefully it's a it's a rel relatively fair track, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's a good Breeders' Cup. Uh, I mean, I, I don't make it out to be like the classic. I think it's a good race, but uh, I, I don't think there's any Hall of Fame horses running in that race. <laughs> Certainly not at this point in their career. It's not like uh, they're trying to say the best classic ever, and I'm like. Huh? A bunch of horses run two, three times this year. Like, oh, they gotta build it up. Let's, let's kind of let's let's kind of slow the jets on that one. But uh, but it but it, you know, listen. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the race. I don't really like the favorite that much. I really don't like the second choice that much. I really don't like the third choice that much. So, uh, I mean, if you can if you can get uh, get alive into that race with some of the the pick threes and the pick fours. And, I think we'll just pick six on 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 on, uh, on Saturday too. Um, yep. So, well, guys, appreciate you coming on and uh, Jay. I know you got to get up early. <laughs> Barry, I know you got to be Mister Mom early tomorrow. Yes, sir. And uh, I don't have to do much of anything, so. So I'll download the show. Hopefully, I don't screw it up and. Uh, I'll have it out first thing in the morning. All right. For you, for, you, <clears throat> for your adoring fans. But uh, Jay, I appreciate you being part of Big Tuesday. or No, Super Tuesday, uh, excuse me. Super Tuesday. And uh, Barry. All right, my man. It's been real. We'll, we'll talk. I'll talk. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. All right. And thanks for everybody for, for listening and putting up with our, our banter throughout... I know this was a long, long segment, but, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting races, and uh, hopefully uh, everyone gets some winners. We'll talk to you later. We, we had uh, a really interesting show today on Going in Circles Live. With the interview we had with John Veach I thought was, was really good, and John talked about his... Um, his career about Proud Truth winning the Breeders' Cup Classic uh, 
35th anniversary of the only Breeders' Cup to be held at Aqueduct, which is probably something that's never going to happen again. Um, and talking about Aladar and Sunshine Forever and some, some of the great horses he had, some of the differences in training between then and now. And uh, it, was, it was a really good interview. John's a, a, a very well-spoken guy. And uh, um, I had George Velasquez on, and George talked about some of the great horses he rode and an uh, interesting way that he wound up in America coming from Panama, becoming a Hall of Fame rider. And I had forgotten he had gone to France to ride. And uh, he talked about that a little bit as well. And uh, that podcast will be downloaded uh, well, as soon as I can as soon as I can get them both downloaded. So if you're hearing this Wednesday or beyond, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, We'll be back next week to kind of recap everything and and uh, move forward. Thank you again.